Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today, or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Thank you. Uh Wherever you are in the world, whenever you're listening to this, we are honored by your presence. Uh, we would like, we hope, to give you something to challenge you this week, something interesting to think about, and something to practically apply to your life to make your week a little better. Maybe every once in a while make your life a little bit better from now on. We love your feedback. Please send it. Uh, we have changed many things over the years. On the basis of that, we've been doing this, I think, about 14 years now, every single week. Uh, so if we can do it better, we're all for that. But we need you to tell us how. All right. The spiritual law for this week, it's impossible to adapt to no love. Let me say it again. It's impossible to adapt to not having love. It's impossible. Anything else on planet Earth, you can adapt to. All right? Uh, people who were in the prison camps, in the Holocaust, not all of them, but a lot of them adapted. Not that they were happy to be there, not that they didn't want to leave, but they survived. They were okay. They were able to hang on day in and day out uh, in the most extreme of conditions. People get into marriage and adapt. Okay, uh, I did part of my doctoral internship under a um, world-renowned psychologist, and he used to teach that when two people get married, that they both push their invisible shopping cart of junk down the aisle, but it's invisible. But about six months after they're married, it starts becoming visible, and you start smelling it, and it starts oozing out of the shopping cart, and it's like, ooh, gross. Wait a minute, I didn't sign up for that. I didn't know that came with you, all right? 
And about 50% of people decide to divorce. That's not what they signed up for. And so then they go out and uh, find the next person that they think will be perfect for them. And second marriages fail at about 85% as compared to 50% on first marriages. And then third marriages are even worse than that. And it's because they don't see that as part of what they're agreeing to when they say, I do. Yeah, they say for better or worse, but most people don't really mean that. They mean for better or worse, as long as I'm pretty much getting what I need. So if I quit getting what I need, I'm out of here. In other words, they don't want to adapt. Now, small percentage where we're talking about abuse kind of stuff, that's a different deal. You should not adapt to that, all right? Leave, get get away. But short of that, a lot of times we say, no, that is not something I am going to adapt to. I don't want to. I'm not going to try. I got in this to get what I wanted and needed and... This is not what I signed up for. Now, about 50% of people stay in the marriage and decide, okay, yes, the the shopping cart is leaking. I see the junk now that I didn't have a clue about before. But I'm going to do my best to adapt, all right, And, and not get divorced and see if we can make our marriage better and better And, of course, the ideal is to love the other person unconditionally, which uh, is probably a one in ten sort of thing these days. Just an off-the-cuff guess, all right? But then about of the 50% that stay married, only about one in ten of them, when surveyed, say they're truly happy. The other 9 out of 10 have just adapted to not really getting what they want, not really being the relationship they signed up for, but we're going to stay together for whatever their reasons are. For the kids, financial reasons, social reasons, whatever, okay? Um, A person can adapt to pain, when, when uh, chronic pain first starts, um, it, is, it is almost unbearable. And I've worked with a lot of chronic pain people. And the pain industry in the world is one of the largest in the field at over $650 billion per year and climbing. Bigger than it's ever been, even adjusted for inflation, and becoming more and more all the time. Okay? And... That's because of pain. Well, we can adapt to pain if, if we decide we're going to and, and, and make that commitment. We can adapt to a prison camp. We can adapt to living under the bridge, homeless instead of a home. We can adapt to not having um, as much water as we need to drink. We can adapt to not having as much food as we need. We can adapt to uh, someone close to us dying or betraying us. Or we can adapt to losing our job. We can adapt to going bankrupt. We can ad- 
I hope you get the idea. We can adapt to virtually anything on earth short of death. And again, continual abuse I put in a little different situation. But you cannot adapt to no love. Um, wonderful mechanism in our brain that is absolutely miraculous, even though it's the core problem for most people these days. It is the uh, hypothalamus and the mechanism in our brain that's constantly scanning for either a fear-based signal, a love-based signal, or a neutral signal from our memory banks. Fear-based signal, it kicks us into stress. Love-based signal, it releases oxytocin, endorphins, peptides, dopamine, uh, a lot of the runners high stuff. I mean, positive feelings, positive emotions, positive actions and behaviors, able to easily break habits, able to be successful in life, do what you want to do, not do what you don't want to do. Not perfectly. No one will ever do it perfectly, but to a large degree. And, and when that oxytocin and it picks up the love-based signal, you literally can't stop the positive stuff from happening if you try with your willpower. On the other hand, if it picks up the fear-based signal, negative thoughts, negative feelings, negative physiology, you become, you, you uh, create bad habits and addictions and actions that are not what you really want to be doing and living in your life. And you can't stop that one with your willpower either. Okay? So, if you're going to change your life, you've got to do it before it gets to that signal in the brain and it activates one of those things, okay? And that is your memories. That is the unconscious. That's what Solomon called the spiritual heart, okay? Another incredible mechanism that we've talked about before is psychological adaptation, which is a miraculous built-in mechanism uh, that every one of us has to make us okay in any and every situation, no matter what. In other words, to adapt. It's, a, it's an adaption mechanism that, that automatically adapts you to a new environment, but where you're still okay. But the problem is our, uh, our unconscious, our spiritual heart, is so full of negative energy from memories that have lies and errors in them that it's too negative for psychological adaptation to overcome, which means we can't adapt. All right? Well, what are those negative memories? What, are, what is that negative energy? It's fear. What is fear? It is the absence of love. So, not having enough love energy, and I know that sounds real new age and woo-woo, but it's not the way I, I intend it, okay? I'm not talking about something that you can't get your hands on. I'm talking about something that's very real. A memory that is giving off a negative fear-based signal because it has a wrong perception in it.
because my dad hit me, physically hit me when I was 12 years old, over and over and over, and told me I was never going to amount to anything while he was hitting me, knocked me on the ground, my knee started bleeding, etc. Because dad said that, I'm never going to amount to anything. Well, wait a minute. Is that the truth? No, the truth is that my dad had just found out he had severe heart disease and afraid he was going to die and also afraid that even if he didn't die, his life as he had known it, working, doing things he enjoyed, was over, okay? Uh, This kind of heart problem back then, 60 years ago, It's not the same as it is today. It was you're never the same again. So that's what he had just found out about. And on a Saturday morning, he snapped, and I just happened to be the one closest to him. But he had never done that before, and he never did it again. But that event ruled the next 15 years of my life. The the, uh, the, uh, most obvious thing that my parents said Many years later, when I was asking them, is they said, I used to spontaneously sing all the time. Inside, outside, in the car, didn't matter. I was always singing. After that day, I quit singing. And I started feeling bad about myself. I started feeling uh, angry. I started uh, getting into trouble that I'd never gotten in, in ways I'd never gotten in trouble before etc., etc. In other words, I couldn't adapt in my life. Everything was topsy-turvy, and I was confused and out of balance. And, well, why? Because all of a sudden, I had this huge new influx of negative fear-based energy that I'd never had inside of me before. Okay? And... It shifted my love-fear balance much too far to fear, which means psychological adaptation could not overcome that, and I could not adapt, all right? You can adapt to anything else. Maybe there's something I haven't thought of, but everything I've thought of, just about 99.9%, you can adapt to if, if your heart, mind, spirit are in balance, in harmony, relatively positive, you can adapt. There is no adaptation for not having love. So the reason, I, the reason I'm emphasizing this, the reason it's so important to me is do we make that our priority? You know, all of us have problems, okay? I talk to people every day, and, and it, uh, I did this for about three years one time. I would ask every client um, or every person I talked to even who wasn't a client, like we're having lunch together or working together, or I just met them or whatever, do you have any problems in your life? One three years, I never had one person say, no, I don't have any problem. Well, I, I take that back. There were a couple that said, I don't have any problems. But then when I probed deeper with a few more questions, 
they would admit, okay, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, I do. Uh, th- this is a problem, okay? Um, every problem you have comes from these errors, lies, misperceptions, from too much fear in your mind, spirit, and body. But, do we live like that? Do we prioritize that? Do we say, oh man, I'm having some uh, anxiety today about this meeting coming up. You know, I've got, I must have too much fear energy and, mis- and wrong beliefs and misperceptions that are fear-based inside me uh, that's causing that. I, I've never heard one person in my life say that. They say, I'm having anxiety about the meeting because if this happens, I'll lose money. Or if this happens, I'll get a promotion. But if this happens, I'll get a demotion. If It's always the physical or external circumstances. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the, one of the best steps you can take to changing your life for the better for the rest of your life is to understand, believe, and start to live this simple truth that the problem is virtually never in your physical or external circumstances. It's in your internal circumstances. Now, I'm not talking about somebody runs into your car and you have a wreck. Okay, yeah, that's a phys- that's a that's a f- external circumstantial issue. But it's not life and death. I mean, typically when things like that happen and they happen to everybody, we're upset for 15 minutes and then we're okay. Or we're upset for that day and then the next day, well, okay, wrecks happened to everybody, insurance is going to cover it, doggone it, it, my insurance is going to go up a little bit, but hey, this happens to everybody, it's all right, and then you move on, okay? The, the problems in the internal circumstances, in your heart, mind, body, spirit, they keep you from being able to adapt to your circumstances. They put you in fear, give you negative feelings, thoughts, actions, and you find your life like a a negative domino effect. The first negative domino happens. You have anxiety, or you get angry, or you find out like me at 27, you have acid reflux. And then that puts more stress on your mind, body, spirit. And so two years later, you break in another place because once you break in one place, you're much more likely to break in a second. And once you have two, you're more likely to have three, etc. So by the time people are 50, 60, 70, most of the people I talk to, they have multiple issues. Well, it's just a snowball domino effect of what too much fear and not enough love do inside you, okay? Well, here's the deal. There is no love outside of the context of relationship. Love requires relationship. So are you prioritizing relationship above everything else in your life? Because that's what controls the internal love versus fear.
okay? Most people, they sweep things under the rug or they blow up all over someone um, and, and it hurts them and it hurts the other person, etc. Very few people speak the truth in love and you got to have both of those, not just one, and then let the chips fall where they may. Most people, they either lie or they hide or they bury or they share the truth, but it's not in love. It's in anger, irritation, frustration, what's in it for me, what can I get out of this, etc. That is not love. That is, that is fear-based, okay? Disguised as love because you say the words, I love you, but you're really saying, I love you as long as as you're doing what I want you to do, at least to the extent I need, and I'm getting my needs met, okay? That's not love. That's, that's selfishness, okay? So the takeaway this week is, first of all, what problems are you having in your life? And realizing that it's very likely that the source of that problem, or if not the source, at least the solution, is internal, not anyone or anything external. Number two, starting to prioritize relationships above everything else, because that's where the love comes from. And so you need to make every relationship you have right as far as you're concerned. You can't control how they respond to you or what they do, but you can control what you do. So you need to make that your priority to make every relationship right in truth and love on your part. And then to start calling a spade a spade, to start thinking and acting in the truth that the source of the problem is almost never the external circumstance. It's how I'm reacting to it based on my programming, which very likely is a wrong perception. Like me and my dad, when he hit me, you know, the truth, the truth I believed is that I'm never going to amount to anything. That was never the truth. And later he even told me that. That had nothing to do with you. It was me, and I'm sorry, okay? But it, already, it had already largely ruled and ruined the next 15 years of my life because I believed it. Almost every client I have, their problem, their biggest problem, is they are believing lies about themselves, their world, their past, their present, their future. And those lies are causing them to act and react in fear instead of love. Fear, falsehood points the way to fear. Truth points the way to love. But both of them involve both. Love involves, for love you have to have truth. For truth you have to have love. For fear you have to have a misunderstanding, a misperception, or a lie, or an error. And for fear, you have to have, well, for, for, and for the lying error, 
to happen, you have to have fear. Okay? So, this week, when you think about your problems, when you think about your life, try to try to put a new truth into your mind, heart, and start living it. And that is, the issue boils down to love versus fear. In my memory banks, I need to, I need to heal those. I need to prioritize love because you cannot adapt to a deficiency of love. It will cause you to break in physical, mental, spiritual place after place after place after place until eventually it will kill you. Love does the opposite. It heals you, gives you positive, gives you success, gives you all the things you want. But it has to be real love, and you have to prioritize that, and for that to be your understanding, belief, and commitment to living in love right now as best I can, giving up the end result, regardless of my circumstances. But before you can do that, you may have to use trilogy, memory engineering, etc. to shift that negative energy positive enough. You don't have to do it completely positive, but enough to the positive that psychological adaptation kicks in and takes you the rest of the way. Then you will start adapting and being okay in areas that you are not okay now or haven't been in the past or wouldn't be in the future if you didn't do that. So you can adapt to anything in the world, but you can't adapt to a love deficiency.